Hey friends, this is Hannah Wedger, an agriculture teacher in St. Paul, Minnesota, land of 10,000 lakes, and I'm here to talk all things agriculture education related. Curriculum, classroom management, FFA, career development events, SAEs, and whatever else you want to hear about. It's basically me sharing chapters from my book of agriculture with all of you. Today I have on Stacy Ogden, and she is the founder of Side Hustle Teachers. Um, so let's dig in. friends. I'm here today with Stacy Ogden and she's a teacher of 18 years and the founder of Side Hustle Teachers. And I am so excited to have her on today because I think she's going to speak a lot of truth to you guys um, and really help inspire some of us who are working on our side hustle. Um, her mission is to help teachers start and grow profitable businesses so that they can make more money, follow their passions, and explore career options outside of our classrooms. So, Stacy, maybe you can uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, yeah. Hi. Thanks for having me. Um, <laughs> it's very strange listening to hear myself, you know, my bio. Um, <laughs> So like you said, I'm, I've been teaching for 18 years. Most of it has been um, in middle school classrooms. I teach general music, um, which means I don't have band or chorus. I get all the kids who don't want to do that stuff. Um, and yeah, about seven years ago, I started looking for a side hustle and started looking at direct sales because that's a lot, of, a lot of people's entry points. And I just was horrible at it. It was awful. Uh, I made so many mistakes. I ignored so many red flags. And uh, yeah, it didn't work out. But it led to my first successful side hustle, which was a blog. And the blog is still running today. And it's still making money for my family today. And when that started to get to a point where it was sort of not on autopilot, but it really didn't require a lot from me anymore. Um, I started looking for something where I could have a little bit more direct impact. And when I started realizing that so many of my coworkers and friends who were teachers were starting to ask me, how do you do this? How do you have time to do this? How do you make it work? How do you know what to do? Um, you know, a little light bulb went off and I was like, all right, I got to help my teachers. There's so many teachers who want to start businesses that, you know, they feel like they can't or my, my least favorite response is, but I'm just a teacher. Oh, that makes me feel so sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you know, I really wanted to help that particular community because I totally get where they're coming from. So yeah, I started working with teachers and now this, uh, this Sunday, actually tomorrow after the day we were recording this is when Side Hustle Summer Camp is launching. So, oh, so fun. Yeah, I've been working on it for over a year. I'm so excited. And uh, Will yeah. you tell me just a little bit what that is? Yeah, it's, um, I designed it as an eight-week intensive program that will help teachers get their side hustles up and running over their summer vacation. So all of that back-end stuff that takes time and energy and effort, and if you don't have a guide, it takes a lot of research and making mistakes. Um, 
all of that stuff, like your website and your visibility plan and your content plan, we'll get it all done in the eight weeks of summer vacation so that when you go back to school, you have a business that you can just focus on growing. Oh, that is so cool. I like yeah. that. So excited. <laughs> um, so I, the kind of, I would say a lot of our listeners um, are from the agriculture educators, Instagram world. Um, and I think a lot of us, maybe not even within that group, but um, just teachers that I know, I would say, oh gosh, probably 75 to 80% of the teachers that I know have some type of like side hustle in some way or another. Um, And so I'm kind of thinking about what would be helpful for them to hear. And you have a podcast as well. And I listened, I was listening to some of your episodes and one of them that really I connected with was mindset. And when you're thinking about your side hustle, what your mindset should be or how you might get it right. Um, And so I don't know if you would maybe want to kind of talk us through mindset a little bit when we're thinking about side hustle and maybe some of your tips and tricks for setting up that or getting your mindset um, for starting a business or having, um, having that side business that you're working on. Yeah, there's a lot of head stuff that goes on when you try to start a business. Um, First of all, like I said, there's a lot of um, teachers out there who literally refer to themselves as just a teacher. And the first thing that I always suggest people start doing is stop saying that because the more you say it, the more it gets ingrained in you and, and you just keep believing it. And when you really sit back and think about all the skills that teachers have in order to run a classroom successfully, it's mind boggling. And the fact is a lot of those skills overlap with what you need to run. So when you start and think about, can I do this? Instead of saying, but I'm just a teacher, I don't know how to do that. Well, you know what, there were a lot of things you didn't know how to do when you first stepped into a classroom, because let's face it, nothing prepares you for stepping into a classroom the first time. Oh my gosh, no way. (laughs) There's, there's no class that you can take that, that tells you how to stand in front of a classroom the first time and be like in charge, the grown up. So there's, there's a lot of that sort of same mental work that you have to do when you're starting a business. And sometimes you just have to do it scared. Yeah, <laughs> you have to totally. step before you think you're ready. And um, so that's one thing. And then the other thing is start actually thinking about the skills that you really do have. Like if you're looking at a pile of papers on your desk at school, <laughs> I have mad organizing skills because I've got 12 classes of kids that are relying on me to not lose their paper that they spent weeks writing, you know, or, you know, I have people skills. I work with literally every type of personality on the planet as a classroom teacher. And I do that every single year. You know, all of these skills that you do, whether they be 
um, developing systems, whether they be people skills, whether they be paper skills, whether they be writing skills, and even technology skills. Like I don't know many schools today that don't have technology as some basis of their program, whether it's grading programs or Google Classroom or something that I haven't even heard of probably, that a lot of times people get scared off of businesses because they think they're going to have to be really tech heavy. So the biggest thing when it comes to mindset is stop thinking about what you can't do and think about what you can do. Because yeah, I love that. And I am really a big, um, the growth mindset. And I think that's just so important to have as teachers when you're thinking about your side hustle. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the other thing that teachers have is that we are just naturally lifelong learners. We want things. So there is literally nothing about running a business that you can't learn. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And sometimes it's hard to, um, I like that you point that out because oftentimes it's, it's a roadblock that I think people run into and they don't realize that you literally have Google on your computer, on your phone, right at your hands. And oftentimes you can learn a lot from there or you can learn stuff from other teachers. Um, And so just diving in and being able to learn what you need to for your um, business, I think is really important too. Yeah, absolutely. It's a massive skill. There are people out there that just don't know how to acquire new skills and teachers definitely do not have that problem. No, (laughs) not at all. (laughs) Um, There was another podcast where you had one of your podcasts that you had talked about the imposter syndrome. And I, I mean, even more so than the mindset one, I really connected with that. Um, Do you want to explain a little bit about the imposter system or not system syndrome, excuse me, um, the imposter syndrome and how that relates to a business when teachers are starting a business? Well, there are a few careers that like teaching. It's not just a job. It's part of who you are. Right. I know many teachers who decided when they were little kids, I'm going to be a teacher. And they have known since the time they were young that that's what they were going to do. And that's how they identify themselves. That's how other people identify them. And it's one of those things that when you think about starting a business, you have to tell people about it. And I know one of the things I'm thinking of one person in particular who I won't call out, but (laughs) Um, she was like but everybody knows me as a teacher how do I tell them that I'm doing something else and I said well you just tell them (laughs) yeah what happens most likely they're going to ask you questions and that's it so there's this really big sense of of teaching being tied up in our personality. And I really don't think there's a way around that. I think it really is part of who we are, but that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It doesn't mean that you can't do something else. It just means that you have to train your brain that you are a teacher plus. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) I love that. 
And I think I that just like yeah. <laughs> That's so that just hit me really hard and I think that it really it really spoke to me because I very much am the person who like as a kid had my little sisters line up and we pre- we played school and I didn't let anyone else be the teacher because I was the teacher and it's very much like that is part of my personality. Yeah, it, it it takes some practice because, you know, when I started my blog, I was like, oh, yeah, it's just this thing that I'm doing and it's a little hobby on the side. And I would use my own words to minimize what I was doing. And I realized that if I couldn't let that go, then my business was never going to be what I wanted it to be. So it took a lot of work and it took some time and it took effort And I finally got to a point when I could say to people, when they said, well, what do you do? Well, I'm a teacher and I'm a business coach. And the first time I said it without turning like completely red in the face and thinking that someone was going to like jump out from behind me and call me a big fat liar was like the most amazing (laughs) day. I can only imagine. I know that that I that sounds like it feels really great. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It takes some time to get there, but the sooner you start doing that work and and changing the words that you use to talk about yourself, the faster you get there. So, I have a question and I'm just kind of thinking about my own self and maybe you can kind of help guide or because I feel like maybe other people might have this issue too, but I feel like I am not super forthright or, you know, kind of slough it off. Like, yeah, I do a podcast um, because I'm not quite sure where it's going to go. And I'm a little bit nervous. Like, I don't want to necessarily say that I, I like be a hundred percent like, yeah, I'm doing a podcast too, because I'm, I'm nervous that it might fail. And so I don't know if you have any advice for teachers who maybe are in similar positions that are just kind of like, yeah, I have this side thing and are not super committed to it because of that, like, fear of failure. Yes. Well, that was me. (laughs) (laughs) I can totally, totally relate to that. And I know a lot of people can because, and it's not just teachers, this is something for everybody that. They don't want to put themselves out there because if they fail, then they have to tell people that they failed. Yeah. But what happens is if you don't tell people, then they don't know about it and they can't support you and they can't say, oh, hey, you know who's got a really good You've got to listen to Hannah because they don't know about it. So it's one of those things where it's almost self-fulfilling prophecy that if you try to keep it to yourself because you're afraid of failure, that you're more likely to fail. (laughs) I think I'm really that practice is key for a lot of people and just kind of getting, using that mindset piece and kind of getting over the, that you're just solely a teacher, I think is going to be really, really helpful. Well, and the other thing is that think about what you would say to a student who was afraid to try something 
or to tell people they were trying something because they were afraid they were going to fail. What would you say to that kid to help them through that, to help them feel confident, to help them feel more self-assured that they were going to be successful? We have to, you know, there's a, there's an expression that I hear a lot when I listen to business podcasts is that you can't use your superpowers on yourself. Yeah. That (laughs) you have to using some of your teaching strategies on yourself what would you say to that kid and start saying it to yourself? Self-talk is, is one of those things that can either lift you up or it can weigh you down. So thing is you have to really start being aware of what you're saying to yourself about yourself. (laughs) I, um, in the agriculture (laughs) world, we have a assignment that all students are supposed to do called the supervised agricultural experience. Um, and basically, it's where students do experience, experiential learning outside of the classroom. Um, and the idea, I mean, for some of these students is that they're trying new things, building new skills. And so when you're th- when you asked, how, you know, what would you say to a student who is saying that? It made me think of those that project right away because, oh my gosh, the amount of times that I've told the student like just give it a shot and if it doesn't work or you know it doesn't go right you've still learned something from it you've learned something from it and so oh that was yeah. good <laughs> <laughs> and you can also you know pick who you start with you know who are your champions who are your people that are always behind you no matter what start telling them first And that'll give you sort of a boost, right? They'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you. That's great. Let me tell everybody I know. And then, you know, you kind of get to see, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So now you can tell somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's a really sound piece of advice too. Because I always, of course, I tell my husband like my ideas first and he is the best supporter ever but then I have those few friends that I talk things over with and they are great people just to start with and encourage and say well have you thought about this aspect of it or do you think about that um and it's good to have that boost Mm -hmm. like you said what yeah and you know there's wrong with people who are offering criticism as long as it's coming from a loving supporting place But if you've got, you know, your mom maybe thinks that women shouldn't even work, then maybe she's not the person to start with. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am thinking about a a couple of teachers that I know um, specifically that are kind of, um, they have multiple passions and they're kind of, they have... um, we would say this in Minnesota, multiple sticks in the fire. Um, But they, you know, they have a couple of different things that they're working on. So I'm just wondering what, um, what advice you have for entrepreneurs that maybe are multi-passionate and working on a few different things? Yeah, this happens a lot in the entrepreneurial space because we tend to be one multi-passionate people. And two, we tend to really get excited about 
something and just go after it. Whenever I'm talking to somebody who wants to start a new side hustle or an additional side hustle, the question that I always ask is, first, is this going to be related to your other one? Because what happens is if you want people to refer you, because right, that's, that's part of the whole thing, right? So if you want to tell people, I'm, I don't know, selling Pamper mm-hmm. Jeff, you know, so then you can become the person that all your friends refer their friends to for Pampered Chef. But then you decide, well, I'm going to sell Pampered Chef and I'm going to teach kayak lessons. Okay. So we're selling Pampered Chef. We're teaching kayak lessons. That's not necessarily related unless you're using a ladle as your (laughs) paddle. And so now it gets a little bit more complicated. What do people refer you for? Sure. And then you you have other things as well that you have to factor in. But my general rule of thumb is that if you want to start another business, wait until you have one that's really rolling. So what are five pieces of advice you have for teachers who are working on a side hustle? Okay. So the first one would be, why do you want a side hustle? So your answer is going to inform like what you should do next, right? So if you want a side hustle just to make more money, then building a business from scratch might not be the way to go. Whereas if you want a side hustle to make more money and to give yourself options for the future, then, you know, you take a different path. So the first thing is ask yourself why you actually want a side hustle. Um, The second thing is start talking to people who already have one. You know, have. You know, there's over a thousand teachers in my community right now. About half of them have side hustles and half of them are thinking about it. So it's a great place to get advice. So whether it's someone you know in real life or in in the virtual yeah. world, that it's definitely something to start doing as soon as you start thinking about it. Um I would start looking at your schedule and see where you can start making time for something, right? We all have time wasting. I mean, hello, Netflix. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, we all have time that we're wasting, whether it's on Netflix or Pinterest or Facebook or Instagram. And, you know, we could be using that time to build a business. So where can you find that time? And then... I would say start talking to people who might be your ideal client. Like, who do you want to work with? Start talking to them about what they want and what they need. And then lastly, just do it. Yeah. (laughs) Just (laughs) get started. Like, don't wait for the perfect time. It's like having a kid. There is no perfect time. There's no perfect circumstances. There's never going to be a light that shines down from heaven that says, oh, and tells you it's time to start your side hustle. You just got to do it. Yes. I am very much a person that is like, well, I'm just going to give this a shot. 
And so I recorded my first episode like during Christmas break and I published it and my husband was like miffed by it. He was like, wait, what? You just did it? And I'm like, well, I don't know. It's out there. I don't know if anyone will listen, but I just did it and gave it a shot. And I don't know if I'll like it or not. <laughs> and he was just miffed by it. He was like, what? Um, you're going to know if you like it or exactly. listen if you don't do it. What are some roadblocks that our listeners should watch out for <laughs> when they are um, starting the side hustle or thinking about having a side hustle? Um, the first one would be your mindset. Like that's, that's the biggest thing. And it's one of those things that doesn't actually get better as you go through and get to next levels in your business. You just have new mindset issues to work on. So that's super fun. Um, but it's something that you have to keep working on your mindset. Um, the other would be negative Nellie's. You're always going to run into people who have reasons why they can't do something or reasons why, you know, their cousin tried that and it didn't work out. And you kind of have to just smile and nod and then, and do your thing. And, you know, the last one that I see people actually do is they try to do too much too fast. Yeah, you don't, if you're trying to build a business to make your life better, you don't want to build a business that requires you to give up your entire life. So start out spending this, the amount of time and dedicating the amount of energy and mental space that you want to continue giving to your business. So don't, I know there are people out on the internet that tell you to do this, but don't make yourself work. 20 hours a day and operate on four hours of sleep, build something sustainable. So those are the big three that I would say right out of the gate that you want to just I think keep an those eye are out great. for. And I really, the mindset one I think is really important. And I'm really myself trying to kind of wrap my head around and making sure that I am approaching the mindset one correctly. Is there anything else that I yeah, should have absolutely. asked you that I didn't when we're thinking about um, agriculture teachers and doing a side hustle or anything like that. You know, the thing that I get asked a lot is I want to be a side, I want to have a side hustle, but I don't want it to do with education. I don't want to, I don't want to be, you know, a music teacher. Like the the natural side hustle everybody tells me I should do is I should teach lessons on the side. And I tried that hated it. I wrote an apology to my high school piano teacher because I practiced. And after teaching lessons for six months, yeah. I felt his pain. So it just wasn't my thing. So there is no reason that you can't think outside the box for your side hustle. I mean, we have people in the group who teach other teachers Spanish. We have people in the group who have food trucks we have people in the group who have dog walking businesses. There's really no reason you have to make your side hustle something based in education just because you're a teacher. So don't be afraid to think outside the box. Think about something else you love and go there. Yeah, I think you're passionate. You really have to be passionate about it or it, it has to be. I always, 
myself and there's a couple other teachers that I, that I know that have thought like, what is my hobby and can I make money off of that? Which I sometimes works and sometimes doesn't, but that's kind of how I have fallen into a couple of different side jobs um, that I've really enjoyed. Yeah. You know, just because you are a teacher and you identify as a teacher, doesn't mean that has to be the only thing you are ever for the rest of your life. So you know, if you love dogs, go do something with dogs. If you love food, do something with food. If you love being alone and living in a hermit like room, then do something yeah. on the internet. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. So this is my favorite part of the podcast. And it's where I get to know you a little bit more and our listeners get to know you a little bit more. Um, so I have three questions for you. Um, the first one is who has had the most influence on your teaching um, and or your side hustle? Um, I would have to say it's actually both the first person, the same person. And that would be my high school music teacher, Mrs. Cole. She, um, she saw something in me when I was just um, a sophomore in high school, actually a freshman in high school, and really went out of her way to encourage me and give me opportunities not only to be a leader, musically speaking, but also in other areas of helping to run our department. And, you know, that faith in my ability to do more than just be a choral singer really has carried me through a lot of moments oh, of self-doubt. My <laughs> high school agriculture teacher is very near and dear to my heart as well and very supportive. Um, what's your go-to order at your favorite hometown restaurant? <laughs> so our family's current hometown restaurant that we love is a little place called Campy's and it's literally like the greasy griddle um they've got the best burgers in town and we can bring our dog so we love it there and they have a little mini golf course too so that's that's where we love to go especially now that it's getting warmer and they have a mushroom swiss burger that oh, is yum. to <laughs> die for uh yeah <laughs> i'm gonna need to find one in minnesota to go and get it <laughs> that sounds so good <laughs> Uh, the last question I have for you is what are your three simple joys? Oh gosh. Um, my daughter's laugh just makes me happy every single time I hear it. She's got one of those amazing oh, yes. infectious giggles. Yes. I just love it. Like I live to make her laugh. Um, you know, <laughs> I love driving in my car alone yes. <laughs> and listening to podcasts things to do like I will take the long way home so that I can listen a little bit longer and <laughs> I have to say around this time of year my last one would yeah. be sleep <laughs> it's not only the end of the school year but I'm in full launch mode right now for side hustle summer camp and it's like <laughs> I'm just I would uh, like to I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how can the audience find you if they have questions or if they want to check out your website or connect up with you? 
Uh, my website is just side-hustle-teachers.com. Um, the side hustle teachers was taken and they wanted $500 for it. So we <laughs> went with dashes and I figure I saved $250 a dash. Um, so, <laughs> so there's that. Um, I'm really active in our Facebook group, which is the side hustle teachers Facebook group. Um, the only prerequisite is that you have to be a teacher to join. Um, we recently took a group vote and sorry, no administrators allowed. Um, and I am on Instagram. I'm not super active on there, but I do have side hustle teachers on Instagram as well. well perfect. I am excited for our listeners to be able to connect up with you. Um, and you do have a podcast to side hustle teachers, um, which I think, um, our listeners will probably want to um, tune in and listen to. I've listened to almost all of the episodes. I'm too short of them. I missed two. And so hopefully on my drive to school on Monday, I'll be able to get those two in. But they've been great. I'm so excited to be able to find another podcast to um, put on my subscribe list. <laughs> so glad. Yeah, we're just wrapping up season one right now. So season two will be coming Perfect. out in the fall. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much Thanks, for having Stacey. me. You just finished listening to episode nine of Ag with Miss Wedger, where I'm sharing chapters from my book of agriculture with each of you. I hope you enjoyed listening and learned a little bit more about how to improve your side hustle. For show notes, please visit my Instagram at Mrs. Wedger for info about our chat today. If you have any questions or ideas on topics you want me to dig in and cover, or if you, yeah you, want to be a guest, you can send me an email um, at agwithmisswedger at gmail.com. I hope you have a great, great week. <laughs> we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye, everybody.